This is exactly right. Scotty, ready? Ooh, I am ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Good, because the... good. Here it is. <clears throat> Man who spent fifteen thousand dollars to become a dog worried friends might think he's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a legitimate concern, I would say. Um, well, we're going to be barking up some brand new trees on this <laughs> episode of Bananas. gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy, number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Welcome to the new Bananimals. Welcome to the old Bananimals and the day one listeners. Glad to have you. We are so glad to have you. And if you uh, if you happen to live in Austin, huh? And it's mm. and you're listening to this on a Tuesday, say a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, February 9th, 10th, and 11th, I'm at Cap City. So come on down. And if you live in Portland, come on mm-hmm. over in April. Maybe it's 13th, 14th, 15th. I'm not exactly sure of the dates, but I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. That sounds fun. It does sound fun, doesn't it? Uh, I'm so excited about our guest. Me too. I just saw her face on Zoom for the first time ever. Our guest today needs no introduction. She has so many lofty and pure functions. A writer of prose for The Eric Andre Show and an actor of note on HBO Max, a wonderful role on the comedy Hacks. And of course, there's her podcast, which is truly a blast. Girls on Guys is the name. It's crazy, wild, never tame. So sing her name near and far and welcome our wonderful guest, Nina Tarr. Oh, yeah. shucks. Thank you, guys. Wow. So lovely. Thank you. So sweet. Pretty great intro, so right? What What a sweet, thoughtful intro that really just, just pumped me up. It felt like Rocky theme music, but vocally. Thank you. And it rhymed. I couldn't believe he rhymed the and, whole and rhyme, thing. And rhyming couplets as well. And I didn't know that you were so trained in... I, I, I know you mentioned some Shakespeare you took in theater... Uh, you know, school, but that was really impressive, Kurt. Thank, I, you. thank you guys. Impressive. I really worked very hard on it, and I'm excited that you guys appreciated all the all the effort that I put into that intro. So thank you very much, and I believe that it will deliver. I mean, I think I mean it already did deliver what you said it delivered. I'm not. We're, I'm not. I hadn't. I. It's not like I told Nina that I would write her intro later and insert nope. it, and now I have to do it in rhyming couplets you know i feel like the intro is so good i don't know if we can top it i'm getting a little intimidated i'm getting a little i don't know if i can reach that yeah it really was (laughs) i mean i don't know say shakespeare do you mean it has to be an iambic pentameter (laughs) (laughs) okay so you know what rhyming couplets and then then you're no stranger to this kurt (laughs) well you're speaking to my language i wrote the intro of course i'm familiar with it i know what's up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nina, Brilliant. thank you for being here. Thank you. You didn't have to say I was so beautiful throughout the entire oh, intro, geez. too. <laughs> That's gonna but it is really true. sweet. That was nice. <laughs> thank you. She is beautiful, and so many things rhyme with beautiful, which is... <laughs> 
Which is so impressive that you did that so effortlessly. You're really brilliant. Kurt. A lot of people don't know what a snooterful is, and uh, <laughs> it's a very specific measurement from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a, a thimble. <laughs> sounds like a Dr. Seuss style measurement. <laughs> Um, Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, you guys are both such lovely gentlemen and so talented. And I've had the pleasure of, you know, knowing you, Kurt, for a bit. But then also, Scotty, we've spoken on the phone. I didn't even know that. And you were so kind to me. So thank you. It was the middle of the Great Choir. It was July 2020. And a mutual friend of ours uh, was like, hey, my friend Nina... Uh, is thinking about writing a, a horror movie or a thriller, would you mind like hopping on a phone call? And in July 2020, I had all the time in the world. <laughs> I had so much time. And you and I had a really nice like 45-minute phone call about that idea. I know. And I wrote it. Oh, I, good. I did. But then I, uh, uh, I'm having trouble with the third act. That's pretty much what Classic it is. Classic. Classic stuff. Classic for all you industry heads out there. Uh, you well, know, email it to me. I'll take a read. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, that actually. Wow, this is this is great, guys. This oh, is great. I love that. Connections happen. Connections are <laughs> happening. Hollywood baby. <laughs> Do you want to hear about this dog, Nina? This dog. I would man? love. I, honestly, the way that it read it sounded truly like an onion. The headline yeah. that yeah, I couldn't yes. believe that. It's I mean, really- I'm sure most. Most of them do when you read these headlines. This one, the fact that, I mean, it's it's beautiful. It really is. This was sent in on Instagram. Um, you can send all your banana stories to our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast. DM them right to us. This was sent in by Caro, C-A-R-O. That's the name. Great name. Uh, and this is on iHeart. iHeart.com. Part of iHeartRadio, the, the network, guys. Man who spent $15,000 to become a dog worried his friends might think he's weird. Yep. This is by Dave Basner. Now, did yeah. you say 15,000? I did say 15,000. Seems like a low amount to be I turned agree. into a dog that I feel like he doesn't, he looks like a shitty dog. I feel like he spent 15 grand to look like <laughs> just a shitty dog, like a freak. So I do agree that the headline <laughs> is misleading because mm-hmm. the man has not had like plastic surgery to become more dog-like, which is what the headline would imply. The yes. man just has an incredibly, incredibly realistic dog costume that he right. wears. And he actually, like you, you would, if you'd like glanced at him on the street, you would think it's an dog. actual dog. Like a gigantic dog. Yeah, he may, may I, all he yeah. gets it down all the way. Like as long as you don't see like the back half of him. Like if he's in a window, that's a dog. May I ask what breed of dog he it's has? Collie. It's yeah, a collie. A uh, border collie. This is. I will it's tell like you. A let me read collie. this. Let me read this. I give you all your answers. This was written by okay. Dave Basner, uh, who mm-hmm. is the best in the biz. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get that opening line that isn't about. The, the article, but more generally about dogs, there are many dog lovers in the world, and most of them express their adoration for canines by owning one or more pups. But that True. wasn't enough for one man in Japan. He calls himself no, Toko, and since he was a child, he's always <laughs> dreamed of becoming an animal. Now that he's an adult, he's spent 2 million yen, the equivalent of $15,000, to make his dream a reality and bought a hyper-realistic human-sized collie costume. 
Mm-hmm. Taco has a YouTube channel with videos of him as a dog, but when it comes to his identity, he keeps it secret. He explained to the mirror, I rarely tell my friends because I'm afraid they might think I am weird. <laughs> As for the few he did tell, he said, my friends and family seemed very surprised to learn learn I became an animal. True. Then there's a very, I mean, like, it's a dog. Like, there's a photo of him in a window, and you're like, that's a dog. If you, like, if you spent more than, like, you know, a couple minutes looking at it, you're like, ah, it's not an actual dog. But It looks so real. Yeah. Uh, I love a self-aware king, too. He's like, I don't know. People might think I'm weird. I'm like, wow, he's just like, you know, dogs. They're just like us. They're just like people. Yeah, (laughs) but that's what you're saying is true. It's also like this guy wants to be a dog so bad. Who cares what people think? What do the dogs think about you, bud? Get out there. Sniff some butts. I mean, this might be a not really a kind uh, analyzation, but I just feel like, you know, if you're like... I want to spend thousands of dollars for a dog cost and be a dog. But my biggest fear is that people are going to think I'm weird. Yes. I'm like, guess what? You're fucking weird. I already <laughs> think you're weird. Live with the fact that you're a fucking freak. Be a big mm-hmm. juicy freak. Be mm-hmm. the big juicy fucking doggy freak you want to be. That's all good. You can't. I hate when people are fucking pure freaky weirdos and they're like, but you're not allowed to think I'm weird. I'm like, that's not part of the deal, my friend. You're fucking weird. All right. Embrace it. You're, just embrace be it. weird. But also, like, there is an entire community of people who will embrace you with open arms, Toko. But you know what's interesting? He's not a furry, though. It doesn't seem like he identifies because that has a whole that community. Has a whole thing. Yeah. And this also seems like he's kind of like on his own path. He's like, no, I'm not a furry. I'm not a cartoon dog. I am a actual. Dog. I am trying to be as much of a realistic uh, canine as possible, which is not what the furry community is trying to do. So it's, uh, you know. If it makes him happy, which this clearly was something he planned for a long time. Since he was a child. This is the greatest accomplishment of this man's life. Yes. And it's like follow that passion as far as you can take it. But yes, People will think you're weird for this, but that's fine. That's okay. People yeah. think you're weird if you rollerblade. Like, people everything's think, weird these days. People think you're weird if you put, like, mayonnaise on a sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, the degrees exactly. of which are weird. And honestly, to quote Cheryl Crow, oh, if finally. it makes you happy, mm-hmm. it can't be that bad. True. <laughs> but if it makes True. you happy, then why the hell are you so sad, Coco? All What's going he wants on? To do is have yeah. some fun. <laughs> And I got the feeling. When the sun comes up on the Santa Monica Boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew that song well enough to give some quotes, guys. (laughs) God, I feel like hell tonight. That was a big one when I was in middle school. The slow dance to strong enough to be my man. And uh, this guy is strong enough to be his own dog. And that is beautiful. That's huge. Here, would you want to know what some of the things he does? According to Toko, he most enjoys doing things that only dogs do, since it makes him feel truly like a pet. Videos show him doing everything from walking on all fours to rolling over for belly rubs to lifting up his paws. However, he also does some things that you might be surprised to witness a collie doing, like drinking soda through a straw and playing ping pong. (laughs) The last one is... I want to see Toko playing ping pong. (laughs) 
But you know, there's some like dog owners that have like uh, borderline like abused their dog to play ping pong, right? Like, there's definitely <laughs> <Absolutely>. dogs. <laughs> there's definitely like a corgi out there that's been like screamed at enough by a divorced <laughs> woman who now they can play ping pong. But like, <laughs> I yeah. who's giving him the belly rubs? Like, I this Great seemed like question. something that he was he has privately be living with this desire it's so much so that then he committed to it which like good on him i think it's a beautiful inspiring story nice. i want to know more about his personal life what job does he have does he have a family does he have yeah. a romantic partner did they accept him the fact that he came out and told people i mean like there's a news article written about it so you know it's like a yeah, coming out yeah. story yeah you know uh, i do know that he uh the belly rubs come from his actual dog, who's he's had a, a human arm built for. And <laughs> the dog puts a human arm on it and pets him. No, I'm just kidding. But that would, that be, would be the beautiful. best. I really believe that. I was like, that's not. I know you it's know, no weirder than him dressing up as a collie. Not even slightly weirder. <laughs> not even it's a little. It's also like what this guy's doing. So say it is his girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. That person probably feels very confident in the relationship because usually people's fears that their partner spouse has a secret thing that they're not a part of, yeah. that they're being left out of. This guy makes it very clear being a dog is his number one thing. And if you can roll with that, I bet he'll be like, perfect. You're you're great for each other. Just throw the stick. I'll go get it. Rub my belly. Life is good. It's also like, have you ever dated somebody who's like way below your pay grade because you're like, They'll never leave me, you know? And <laughs> I think that that's the beauty of him is that, like, I I would be, <laughs> I would date people like that where I'm like, this guy's such a fucking freak. And I'm, like, all accepting about it. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. How is he going to find anyone else who's into this, you know? <laughs> and for somebody who has abandonment issues, that's a good relationship, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, lock him down. Welcome, Toko. <laughs> I went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which is a great name for a cemetery. Uh, for the people listening around the world who've never been out here, they do movie nights in a cemetery where there's a kind of a big meadow a amongst all the rotting dead bodies. And they show classic movies like Star Wars or Jaws or Fried Green Tomatoes. And you go out and sit on blankets and you drink wine and eat brie. And it's it's fun. Here, it's I have a really a question good night. about it. Is it yeah. Are you actually on graves or is there a field there that the grave, there's no graves? There's a, a field. field. Okay. Yeah. And the then you can around you. Not necessarily the the landing that they have it in is more of like it's just it's a pretty like stretching uh, field and then like it's not like around you you're not like le you're not like using like the you <laughs> know the gravestone yeah like the headstone of like fucking Doug Douglas Fairbanks is like a back <laughs> chair or anything like that it's not like that yeah you're not but, opening your beer bottles on 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 tombstones and that's the nice part yeah. really. But I was across the street. I was, well, I was just up the street and I was having drinks. And our friend Mamrie, Mamrie Hart, was like, Hey, do you want to go see Last Podcast on the Left is doing a last, uh, a live podcast in the cemetery? I'm like, That seems like a great fit. Yeah. But that was also the week that Medman, the hilariously corporate weed store in Los Angeles, opened. And there's one right across from where I was. So we stopped in. We bought weed gummies. We walked down to the cemetery. We're sitting there. Last podcast comes out, and they were. It was like we're going to talk cryptids, 
And right about the time I started to feel the effects, they just go, and today's cryptid is Dog Man. And then they <laughs> threw up a photo of the this guy that we're talking about right now looks like a dog. The Dog Man in the wild that they said exists looked like somebody just photoshopped any dog's head onto like a shirtless man's torso. <laughs> and I started laughing so hard. That I think people around me thought I was a lunatic. I thought I think they were like, this guy is going to stand up and start attacking people. Oh, my God. I just didn't know Dog Man was a thing. I didn't know Dog and Man I didn't was know it was I don't coming. Know if, I don't know if I'm like a soothsayer or something, but there was something that I felt like I was like, I was going to mention, you know, what's coupled very well with those cemetery uh, film viewings is taking an edible that then all of a sudden hits you like a ton of bricks and then you have to convince yourself, am I having a good time? (laughs) (laughs) You just start uh, spiral thinking and you're just intrusive thoughts or like, God, when I was in third grade, why did I say that? Why? Why could my mom... Why couldn't my mom buy me the name brand snacks? She had to get the cheap knockoff ones. I have um, that, but man. add a dog man. And that's what I was going through. Got, Horrifying. I have got this, I have got this weed soda that a friend gave me because I'm oh, not God. drinking right now. No. And no. it's in the it's in the fridge. And it, I stare at it every single night. Like, I really wanna, I wanna get into you, buddy. I wanna get into you. And then I'm just like, I just think about the last time. It was like that happens all the time with me it's like one out of ten times i love it and then the other nine times it just is a nightmare it's such a nightmare is it the brand that of the soda you have is it called sprig no 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 it's loganitas okay. loganitas oh. makes one. Oh, really okay so so i had there was a can called sprig and it was a, i went to some cannabis event and they gave out gift bags and they had one of those now i've smoked analog weed my whole life just yeah, give me a little you know ha okay and I don't need infused shit. Okay. So I got nope. this soda can and I was like, I'm not going to use this. This is such a roll of the dice. I just can't afford to like have a panic attack. Yeah. Like in the middle of the day for no, you yes. know, I'm already Absolutely. like a walking existential crisis, which I think most <laughs> comedians are where you're like, what am I doing? This is crazy. So, so I gave it to a friend and he split it with a friend of his. And then he called me the next day and he was like, he acted like I poisoned him. Like I was right. like, I did something po- like I was, uh, <laughs> like I was a Soviet leader and I was trying to like silence a journalist. Like I was like, take this. And yes, he, he was like, we, we drank this. And he's like, we had plans to like, it was a friend of his and they were like going to go see a movie and do a whole fucking like thing that evening. And he's like, we couldn't leave. We like yes. it ruined my night. Like it ruined my time. So, yes. Yeah. But it is a can of weed soda in your fridge is like having a hand grenade yes. in your fridge. It, it really it is. It will blow up your entire day. It like, <laughs> And when you hand it to somebody, you're like, good luck, amigo. Be careful. But also it's like a hand grenade that like it like. Half half the time it's confetti, and the other half <laughs> it's a grenade. And yeah, it's, it's like, shrapnel. No, I yeah. do want some excitement in my life. It could be shrapnel that's going to enter my skull, or it could be like you know, like a pinata. Some like laffy taffies might come out. The best dance party of my life. But the crazy that's thing ab- about like okay, the soda thing, you know, it's in a can. They drank half of it. So like the, oh, these yeah. these measurements, I mean, they're for people. It's like like anybody that does dabs where yeah, I'm yes. like, you are 
you are basically a heroin addict, but as it pertains to weed. Oh my like God. you are, That'll it's that, you. it's the opioids of weed. Like it, it is really, the fentanyl of weed. Really is. I had never heard of, de- this was maybe 10 years ago. This is probably like 2012 or something. I was at Bumper Shoot. And uh, was it bumper shoot? Yeah, bumper shoot. And uh, and this dude comes up to me after the show, and he's like, "Hey, man, do you want to smoke weed? You want to smoke?" Mm-hmm. And I was about mm-hmm. to go see. I was I was ironically going to go see Skrillex because Skrillex was performing, and I was like, "This is going to be so funny if I get high and go see Skrillex. Like, this will be <laughs> awesome." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah let's that get would high. be great." And then he yeah. proceeds, and then like, there's these people hanging around him who are acting like almost methy about. And I didn't know what a dab was, but he's like, we're gonna do dabs. But they're acting like methy about these dabs. Like, hey man, is it okay? Is it okay? Like, if I, if, I, if I get one, man. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, come on. And I was like, this, uh, like the tone was like, oh, this is a, this is dark. This is a little dark and creepy. <laughs> and there was like two or three people who were just like following this guy around, hoping he would give them a dab. And then he starts to pull out all this equipment. It's in a fucking violin case. He pulls out a violin <laughs> case, opens the violin case, takes it out, the whole thing. And then I'm just like, I thought we were. What is going? Going on, yeah. What is going and on? And then he's just like, "Here you go, you're like your guest of honor. Here you go." And there's a blowtorch involved. Yes. And then I like took a hit, and it was literally before I exhaled that I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. yeah. And I just stood there for what felt like five hours, which was one and a half minutes. And then I just got up and walked away from them because <laughs> I couldn't talk. And I walked out into Seattle, and I just yeah. walked for like three hours until I got to my hotel. My oh hotel my was like God. miles away. Oh, it's like, like being, I, I, it's like being in a K-hole, but you're like, this was weed? Like, it what the so, fuck is, so I, I, oh my God. No, it's, it's horrible. Like, here's the thing. This is just a general thing for the listeners. If you yeah, have yeah. to light glass to do a drug, <laughs> if you have to fucking <laughs> eat up glass. Yes. Don't do it, okay? It's bad. Absolutely. I've never done anything savory. I've only, only nefarious things where you get like a blowtorch yes. out. Like mm-hmm. I think it's Neil Nanda who has that joke where, he's, where he talks about dabs, and he's like, he's like the, he's like, yeah, it's the same. Like, what are we gonna do? Smoke weed or put together a submarine door? <laughs> <laughs> like, <I'm just> like <laughs> that is what it feels like. Yes, oh. I, it's. Uh, well, because the first time I did, I think it was almost the same year too, Kurt. The first time I did a, I I was in, um, I studied art history for the. I'm making a jerk off sound with my sound. <laughs> Live a little. And I I studied art history in college, and I was next to. I got sat next to this guy who was the epitome of weed. Like he smelled like weed. He was a <laughs> white guy with dreadlocks. Classic. Uh-huh. This is in Orange good. County. Not good. Not good. He's a Rachel Dolezal who like works <laughs> at a head shop. And he like, Ooh. he, but I sat next to him in this like lecture class and he, you know, I, like I said, you know, I fucking, you know. You've tried a few things in your day. Kiss my fingers. You know what I You're mean? Unfun. I fun. I, yeah, I never and, realized how close a chef's kiss is to weed. <laughs> yeah. It's just turning it. It's just turning it becomes yes. a chef's kiss. Exactly. Um, so anyway, this guy just reeked of weed. We had to go to like the Getty or something like that for some like trip Boo. to like fucking read about. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> to like, I don't know, look at like Baroque art and like yeah. write some fucking 
you know, snobby dissertation. So anyway, he's like, mm-hmm. let's go together. Let's carpool. And so we sure. did. Now, this man, do you guys know what a gravity bong is? Yep. Yes, I do. Okay. So it's, yeah, you, you, you could do it in a bathtub, but this guy had a gravity bong in his car Amazing. that he would what? drive around with. It was a so it was giant like a Tupperware. Yes. Oh. A oh bucket, like Tupperware. And then like a, a fucking like cut uh, off like two liter soda bottle. And then he, so we did that. And then he was also like, he's like, oh, do you want a hit of the gravity bong or dabs? And I was like, uh. what's a dab? And he's like, oh, dude, you, oh, I would be honored to oh, give dear. you your first dab. Oh, and I was dear. like, all right. Like I've spent weed since I was 13. Like I can yeah. probably handle this. And I did it. And there's nothing worse than having to, at least Kurt, you could be like, I'm all done with my responsibilities. I can I'm just leave. Yeah. I'm fucking yes. gone. Yeah. I then had to like behave like a normal human being. Getty. Oh my God. At you had to take Getty. a monorail, which you're like, oh my God, a monorail. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's the best Simpsons episode. I remind yeah. but I, I had to be in the fucking, the most stuffy, like history, like fucking art history museum. Well, I wanted to jump out of my skeleton. Like I was just, oh, like, yeah. and like when you have the most <laughs> intrusive thoughts, when you're so high, where you're like, it's like the what a, the imp of the perverse, where you're like, what if I did the wrong thing right now just to see what would happen? You ever think of that? Like yeah. you're just all like, what if I just like headbutted this Van Gogh. What would they do? And it's just like, I'm having all these intrusive thoughts. Like, what if I just like kick that toddler in the face? Wouldn't that be crazy? And anyway, <laughs> that was, that was my experience. But then I had to drive back home with this oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Damn, <laughs> owner, Don't baby. do them. <laughs> all right. Let me tease you all. I think into a break maybe. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Ohio man arrested for 70th time after police find his suitcase full of meat. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested. I'm very Fully on board. Very interested. Well, let's unpack all of this Ooh. Uh, right after we come back to bananas. Uh, we are back, Scotty. You got any shout-outs? I do have some shout-outs. Tar Heel Coconut wants us to shout-out her horse, Chaco. Chaco. I shouted it out. That was a, that was a shout-out. <laughs> Chaco got her into her first horse show in almost 20 years, and even though Chaco occasionally yeets her, yeets he's her? always there to pick her back up. Yeet is like, yeet, like you get thrown into the air, okay. or, you know, tossed or kicked or jump. Or... All right. Okay. It's a fading Gen Z expression. Sure. Um, Alex uh, and all her animals uh, lost her grandfather, Michael Andrews. Alex was hoping we could uh, name him Banana of the Week to help cheer her up. Yes. Kurt. Officially banana, banana of the Week. Banana of the Week sounded like a great, great grandpa. And Emily Stark. Emily Stark of Cozy Cookie, Kansas City, wants us to shout out her fiance, Trevin, for killing it on his podcast. It's called Live, Laugh, Larceny. Emily is a banana for life, but she does love Trevin's podcast. 
Um, and also they invited us to do that podcast, Kurt, and I heard it. And I so all we have to do is it's a sometimes true crime podcast get too dark and too heavy and they're too murdery. Um, not on this network. On this network, they're perfect. But on other networks, sometimes they get that way. Mm-hmm. And what Live Laugh Larceny does is it's petty crimes. So right. it's anytime you've witnessed somebody do something small or you got away with something small, you tell it in a very dramatic way. Great. I so. love it. I love it. Let's do it. Cool. So if you want cookies and you live in Kansas City, Cozy Cookie, Kansas City. That's a town is Cozy Cookie or is that where... No, that's the name of her company on Instagram. It's Cozy Cookie KC, Emily Stark. And she sent some to some Chiefs fans of mine. Uh, And finally, if you come to Los Angeles, Nina, when you have family or friends come to Los Angeles for the first time as tourists, what do you recommend they do? It's a tough town for tourists. It's very tough. I totally agree. I mean, I think a lot of people... Going to the beach because it's such a staple. Yeah, going to the pier. Like you want to take the, I think Venice Beach, I would recommend just because it's so walkable and you don't really get that. So you get the beach, the, you have the beauty of that. You get all these cute restaurants, all these like cute tan people riding their, some you know, their roller some, blades. Yeah, yeah. Pulling people on long boards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I think it's very quintessential like Los Angeles, California. And so, yes. yeah. And so I think that's, I would, I would say that just because it has a charm to it. It's great. It's tough because a lot of people come here and they think Hollywood is something and it's we not. can all attest Hollywood oh, is yeah. a dump. Uh, it's just not a great place to go. If you want to go see one celebrity star in particular, go to Hollywood Boulevard, find that star, take your photo, and then go anywhere else Any, in Los Angeles and you'll else. have a better time. I like to joke to the tourists and tell them, like, do you know these are all gravestones, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? Mark Wahlberg's dead? I'm like, yeah. the real Mark Wahlberg's dead. Yeah. You're telling me Hoagie Carmichael died? <laughs> yes, he did. At Hollywood, just the whole area of Hollywood, not West Hollywood, which is different, Hollywood Very just cool. the whole area needs to get yeah. saged. It's a bad vibe. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really like is. it really is such a bad it. vibe. It's like always reeks of piss. There's always mm-hmm. adult uh, adults riding children's BMX bikes, which is the easiest way you know that meth is around. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's there's a I don't know, there's like turf wars between like the guy who dressed like the Transformers and the yes. Elmo and the Batman and yeah, you don't want to see uh, El- you don't want to see Elmo fight another. You don't want to see Elmo <laughs> fight Cookie Monster, and you might uh, you go there. <laughs> <laughs> my my recommendation, my go to now for uh, tourists is Clifton's. Clifton's oh, yes. at seven p.m. because at nine p.m. is when it turns into like a nightclub. But at seven p.m., it's just a collection of bars that there's no charge, and it's amazing. It- it's really beautiful. It's so cute. It has like so many floors, and yeah. what's so interesting about it is that. Clifton's Cafeteria was a cafeteria back in the day. And during the Depression, mm-hmm. the man who owned that cafeteria basically gave people free food because so many people were out of work. It's also famously the site where allegedly Jack Parsons told, uh, made a bet with L. Ron Hubbard uh, to start a religion. That's and right. yeah, and like Robert oh. Heinlein, the sci-fi writer was like, you know, the it's where all these old sci-fi writers used to like hang out That's and wax right. poetics. And like, it's a, uh, it's a really incredible place in LA. And I've also just a little, uh, just a, you know, just a thought. 
I feel like now adults just want to go to like the Disneyland version of a bar. Like they just want to get like blacked out and like finger a yeah. stranger on the log ride. Absolutely. But then they're like, you know, like, but they're like, but, 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 but I also want a Moscow Mule at the same time. That's right. Theme bars are going to come roaring back in. Very. I drink at Idle Hour up in North Hollywood that's shaped like a giant whiskey barrel. And the only reason I go there is because it looks like a whiskey barrel. They're all, they're, it all feels very much like, you know, pieces of flair. And I feel like, I don't know, like our, our fucking... Our grandparents, like they were actual adults that would be like, yes. they would drink like, like, uh, I'm, I'm sad alcohol, like things yeah, that like, hurt, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. hurt your body. They're like, like oh, I got TG's before TG's before the remodel. A, oh, yeah. a square with no sunlight. We drink yes. whiskey and asleep on the bar. That, no smiles. I like to go to a place where everyone that's at the bar is drinking like they just lost their kids in court. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go to like I love that. That's like the so drawing many, room. So yeah. many bars in L.A. have this stupid. They'll be like, you know, Bukowski used to drink here. I'm like, yeah, he was an alcoholic. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he drank everywhere. That's your true. bars. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he probably drank at that bus stop too. Like, <laughs> not- <laughs> that's even funnier. the The reason I brought this up is because Curdy B and I are adding one more stop to any tourists, uh, any tourists visiting LA. If you need something to do in Elysian Park, which is the giant park that surrounds oh, Dodger yes. Stadium. There are two benches. They're sort of clandestine. There, I was wandering off trail as I want to do, and I saw these two round metal benches around a tree in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it is, it is probably 500 feet from a trail. It's probably 200 feet from one of the roads there, and there was an old stone in between them that clearly had something. Well, we made a plaque, a brass-plated plaque that's uh, introducing them as the farting benches, donated by the Bananas Podcast. So if you're ever in <laughs> East L.A., in Echo Park, near Dodger Stadium, go check out the farting benches. Yes. Enjoy, air it out a little bit, but they are dedicated from us, and uh, we will post photos, but we're not going to tell you exactly where it is. You have to oh, find... Yeah. and post the photo and tag us, and yes, we will give you Yes, the farting prize. benches. Are wow. dedicated by the Bananas Podcast, not far from Stuck Truck Hill. Yeah, so. not far. Scotty, give us this next story. Okay, this was sent in by the single greatest name of any bananimal that we've ever had send a story. Her name is Gianni Montelion Hellbush. That's an that is name. an incredible name, Beautiful. Gianni Montelion Hellbush. It was uh, posted on Fox 8 Cleveland, written by best in the business, Jordan Unger. He's good. Mm -hmm. Or she's good. Or they're good. Ohio man arrested for 70th 70th time, 7-0, after police find his suitcase full of meat. Please tell me more. I I I have so many questions. Like, this is the clickbaity shit where it's like, you're like, what is, how, is it illegal to have meat? What's happening? <laughs> oh, I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to make a guess. Was he sneaking Mexican bologna across the 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 the, the uh, border? No, but we that does happen yeah. every single is day. Is that illegal? Time, so. What's that? It is. Mexican bologna that they don't. Why am I calling it bologna? I am. I was going to let it go. 
<laughs> I was going to let it go. Bologna. I thought it was a Jersey it's thing. Mexican. <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> yeah, you sounded like a real German. You're you like, oh, Bologna. You bologna. It's Mexican bologna, and apparently, I don't know, there, there's some sort of, like, they're worried about parasites in it. So That's not a euphemism. It. it sounds mm. like a, like no, a code it's not. for it's something. It's bologna. Oh, like, wow. Apparently, people really like, and so they're always trying to sneak it across the border. Yes, this one guy keeps getting arrested doing that too. This is a different guy. Okay. This man okay. is in South Euclid, Ohio, uh, the Mexico of the Midwest. Wow. A man has been arrested for the 70th time after he allegedly stole a large quantity of meat, according to Ohio police. Mm-hmm. The South Euclid uh, Police Department were called to a Walmart following reports that a shoplifter had been seen with a shopping cart filled with different cuts of meat, and he had not yet paid on January 5th. A uh, spokesman said on Monday, the mail was observed parking uh, in the parking lot near Penn Station's dumpster, packing meat inside a stolen suitcase. So also I think he also stole, stole the suitcase. suitcase. Beautiful. That's weird that you wouldn't put the meat in the suitcase in the store and then just walk out with the suitcase. Interesting. You said it. Yeah. What he could not fit in the stolen suitcase, he discarded in a dumpster. So he he's not good with Me- geometry. <laughs> not very ecological either. You know? No. no. He's a wasteful, wasteful criminal. criminal. <laughs> this- The suspect then abandoned the shopping cart in the parking lot after its security feature locked up the front wheels, which prevented him from continuing to push the shopping cart off of Walmart's property. The suspect was stopped by officers at a bus stop across the street, probably where Charles Bukowski got drunk. (laughs) He thought he was in the clear. Yeah. He was later identified as a 62-year-old man from Garfield Heights and was found to have several outstanding warrants. The suspect said he typically sells the meat, which he steals, to restaurants who p- that pay him uh, half the face value on the price oh, tag. That's no. insane. A man with a suitcase comes up to a restaurant and they buy it from him. That's fucking disgusting. He needs to out those restaurants. If he was a real smart criminal, he would fucking do blackmail. And he would be like, hey, uh, pretty sure you don't want to. It would be a shame. It'd be a shame if I told somebody about, say, I don't know, a business relationship. (laughs) That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? You would, uh, you know, and I also, by the way, I fucking knew this motherfucker was sick, like in his 60s. I was like, this guy's old. Yeah. This guy's got, this guy's got to be. 70 arrests. 70 arrests. You can't do it if you're 30. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's prolific. He's prolific. But also, I think the reason this guy's getting arrested all the time, because mm-hmm. they're like, South Euclid, uh, what is it, Ohio? Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I, I will, I bet that the population there is like 3,000 people. Like, I yeah, bet yeah. people know each other by, yeah. like, he's not going to a place where he's able to get away with things. Yes. Yeah. You know? Right. This isn't a Dayton crime. No. This isn't some big-ass <laughs> town like yeah. Dayton. This is a big swinging dick Dayton. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and no, when they asked him get his away name, he's like, Dayton. I'm Johnny Meatman. McGuire. <laughs> What's Oops. in the suitcase? <laughs> Nothing. I'm Meat Man. Bye bye. Wait a tick. Uh, yeah. He. Oh, but to your point, Nina, is he actually? The cop said, "Quote: The suspect would not identify the restaurants." End quote. Wow. 
70th time arrested. That is a track record. It all must be, heck, this guy would be great on Live Laugh Larson. Oh my God. I mean, this I, is a petty crime. I love that he has some integrity with his crime. He's like, I ain't saying nothing. You know, like he's Johnny Tight Lipped. He's just like, yeah. nah. Honor among thieves. Oh my God. No, it yeah. Me- what it means is that he's going to get out and just continue selling meat to those places. He's just yeah. like, this is the way I make a living. <laughs> so, so let's, let's, let's like analyze this top to bottom. So a man, yeah, sure. a man cooks up the schemes, this idea. He goes, man, times are tough, you know, mm-hmm. post COVID recession. What do I do? Okay. You're really starting. I will. <laughs> I I just need to, to understand yeah, the logic that like the conception of this idea is so outlandish to me that yeah. he's all like, Oh, easy. I'll know what I'll do. I'll steal meat and I'll sell it to a restaurant, which is yeah. honestly, I almost com- I really commend him for the ingenuity of this yes. idea is so original yeah. And it's also because if you look at it, it's one of the items in the Walmart that probably has a high price tag, right? If he's stealing sure. steaks, like for the for the amount of like thing that he has to walk out with, if he's stealing like forty dollars worth of steaks, that's only like, you know, this much steak, right? Whereas like yeah. everything else that would be like forty dollars would be a larger thing. And he where is he gonna fence it? He knows he can fence it at uh at restaurants. I mean, I grew up up watching supermarket sweep. I was you just gonna mention the screen. Go to the tenderloin. Yeah. Go to the tenderloin. Buy that whole spiral ham, you jackass. Yeah. Grind some coffee. Get a turkey. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. I feel like that's maybe where he conceptualized this. I yeah. think he was watching supermarket sweep, and he's like, "Huh? Yeah, those uh, those fillets are usually pretty expensive." Uh, mm-hmm. But I also just like the pitch. I'm like. He's got to know a guy on the inside, okay, of big yeah. restaurant. He's got to know right. an inside guy because, like, I, I also, okay, I don't know. He could also just be lying. He could just be yeah. lying because I'm like, all that meat. <laughs> well, dude well, loves meat. I just am like, what? What's the keep of that? Like, what? How do you even fucking keep that? Like, how do you? If also, I you're think just it's one buying, to one. but you're just you're okay as a restaurant. You're just you're right buying like one piece of like no, wouldn't you pro- buy they wholesale? Probably, they probably buy the whole suitcase. Right? He steals what they he knows they need. This That's feels, probably right. Yeah. This feels like an old crime. This feels like a yes. a crime That's that doesn't like it. belong. Yes, this does seem like a yeah, like a see, that's what kind of crime it seems it like. It does feel that's kind of why I like it. Yeah. I think it's pretty it's bespoke. Cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, uh, it has a charm. It reminded me of this one weird night about nine, eight, nine years ago. I was out with our friend Molly Mandel, Kurt's manager and our good friend. And I had never been to Formosa Cafe. Have you guys ever been there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Very famous Chinese restaurant. Uh, Marilyn Monroe yeah. would eat there and exactly. like Frank Sinatra and like... Um, you know, fucking Marvin Gaye. It's in LA Confidential. Yeah. It's in a lot of movies. It's kind of like a classic old LA haunt that they've since revitalized. And so I'd never been. We go. They kind of have tiki drinks. They have Mai Tais. They have Singapore slings, that kind of thing. And so we order drinks, and there's a bartender, and then no one else. There's no host. There's no servers. And we're kind of sitting there. You know, we're getting hungry. It's happy hour. And this man comes out in like a chef's coat. Uh, and white jacket and he's like well, he's got his arm around the server and he's like guys and there, i don't know maybe 10 restaurants it was pretty quiet night 
or excuse me, 10 tables. And he's like, guys, this is Luis. He's going to be your server. Our walk-in freezer broke. We are going to cook all of our food tonight free of charge instead of letting it go for waste. Just take care of Luis at the end of the night. And Molly and I were like, here we go. And we were drinking and we stayed there for like three hours, and he was bringing out <laughs> catering size trays of orange chicken and beef and oh broccoli and mushu. I love this. And, and we sat there, and we were eating like like the earth was going to blow up the next day. We were like like we were eating like we had two buttholes. It was like <laughs> let's do this right. It was one of the most magic nights. And then the funniest part is. I was hanging out with Molly not long ago. So again, like eight years. I go, do you remember that night at Formosa? And she's like, what? I go, where they just gave us free food? And she's like, oh my God. But they went in and every type of meat they had, he just cooked it. Because it was going to just rot and die. So it was like a magical city night for us. Oh, that's That's beautiful. That reminds me of the... um when the blackout happened in New York City, yes, we went. Exactly. My my immediate first thought was sushi. <laughs> we went <laughs> we went to a sushi restaurant and then they, we just sat down and ate half price sushi all night long. It was that's awesome. so brilliant. I wouldn't even brilliant. think that to do that. <laughs> Jesus yeah, because it's like Christ. you got you got what three four hours to. <laughs> Cut up all that. That's fish. right. <laughs> oh my god! That's how I felt. I'm like, cook it all. Like, want some sesame chicken? I'm like, hell yeah, someone sesame chicken. Um, all right, let me get us another story here. Oh, I'm excited about the, this one or this Gianni one. I'm gonna do Monteleone Hellbush. This is that is a beautiful name. This was mm-hmm. sent in by Amanda White on Instagram. Thank you, Amanda. Also a great name. And this is an easy one. It's just a fun one. We'll bang it out quick. Indiana BMV rejects 722 personalized license plates in 2022. And oh, this happens. I've got a list of all 700, folks. Here we go. Uh, I mean, the be- one of the dumbest ones is someone who wanted Home Depot, and they would have given it to him. Uh, another one, Mrs. Turd. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Mrs. Turd's funny. Your mom. <laughs> How isn't that allowed? I don't know. I've seen I, I've seen a license a personalized license plate that said your mom why our mom I don't remember what state but a hundred percent I've seen that before. Yeah. This was yeah. your mom one why or you are mom one. But that um, shouldn't be illegal because that could be like I'm your mom. I have ten kids, and so we gave our mom a vanity plate. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's one that That's was so not weird. allowed, which is and I'm so confused at this. And it's two bit, two capital zeros, and then three lowercase O's. So maybe it's supposed to look like a dick and balls. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. I think, I I think it's like, oh, like it's they just couldn't differentiate. Like the DMV is probably like, uh, this is gonna be too hard to see. To people are not gonna know if it's an O. Or a uh, zero. Oh, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So you can say like zero, 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 or it's, oh, uh, yeah. Right. And then you Smart. can't, yeah, you can't like, com- I don't know if they're like, what was her license plate number? You're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Some states don't monitor these, though, I don't think. Isn't it like Florida? And there's a couple that you can have almost anything, because I took a photo of one in Florida that just said hookers on the back. <laughs> I like love two weeks that. Ago. I, I have it on that. my phone. That's, it was on a truck, and it said hookers. There's one in, um, I don't, I feel like, you guys have might even seen this because it's a car that's in Silver Lake and Los Feliz area quite a bit. And the hookers, that's hookers. so good. <laughs> that's and the crazy. license plate is um, uvula. What? That's really? The, yeah, spelled, everybody has one. Spelled Kinda. perfectly. 
like spelled exactly the way. But it's in. It's a car that I I see in silver, like in so Los Feliz, all the time. It's a good is one. Is it a regular car? It's just it's like, like a Volvo. A... It's like definitely some like some I don't know some wacky fucking Portland vibe. Some like woman Got who probably it. dresses like um, Miss Frizzle Ooh. from the Magic School Bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, here's a couple more D's nuts. I love the guy who is like, I'm going to put D's nuts. Clever. Cop sucks. No. Cop That's sucks. Good. There's like the fact that. Why would you do this that? person thought that you could get it through? Um, but also, you're going to get pulled over. Uh, I didn't so much. much. I didn't realize that the DMV is filled with a bunch of bootlickers. Okay. <laughs> uh, controversial take. Horse <sighs> shit is another one. <laughs> Amazing. That should be legal. Uh, big boobs, but with an eight and a five. Uh, that should that's be legal. Also fine. That What's feels that boobs? feels totally fine. Sexy Sexist. yak, sexy yak. Y a c. What's a y a c? I don't know. A yak is kind of like a bison. Dope. <laughs> you know, I Kurt thought you were going to say it's like it's like a gay guy that's like a big guy. He's a balding, but he's got pointy. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought oh, it would be like a young adult cuck or something like that. I like that. Um, wow. Oh, here's one that's amazing. <laughs> PCP for me. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I know what it is. It's primary fun. care physician, physician for, for me. me. <laughs> I need, I don't have health insurance. <laughs> Very sad. Don't hit my car. I will die in the medical see? system. <laughs> what did what did PCP stand for? I like the actual drug from the I'm 80s. sure it's the chemicals. Let's look it up. That's yeah. a Googleable thing to do. Um uh, what the fuck? Move. That's one. That's weird. Shit. That's lame. Yeah. That's super lame. Broke that's as like, fuck. That's that's good. Here's one I don't understand. W four I F U U. Dub. Wet for fucking up. I don't. Women Wet. for. I don't know. I U U. Fencyclidine is PCP. Fencyclidine. There's not even another P. I love that. Uh, ass mm. man with a four for the A. But that's, oh, Seinfeld. that's Seinfeld. That's fine. Uh. That's fine. <laughs> uh, They're kind of wimpy up there or in the middle of the country, I should say. That's kind of wimpy stuff. Like some, like your mom should 100% be allowed. Big boobs should be allowed. Titties. What was the turd? Hot turd. <laughs> Titties. <laughs> Psyduck. Um, Psyduck, that's Pokemon. That's no big deal. Yeah, why isn't Psyduck you know, allowed? I wrote the, if anybody saw Detective Pikachu, there is a scene with Psyduck and Pikachu in the back of a hatchback where you have to keep Psyduck calm and massage his Very feet. Funny. And I wrote that scene. Yep, there it is. I got to, you know what? Olive is super into Pokemon now, and I got to show her that movie. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It starts scary, but then it gets great. Yeah. All right, Scotty. So is Mewtwo's tail's penis? We don't know. Okay, Cat Coakley <laughs> sent this in. Uh, Roswell restaurant manager. Now, this is not Roswell, New Mexico. What? This is Roswell, just outside of Atlanta. Bullshit. Roswell uh, restaurant manager charged over three hundred thousand dollars on company card visiting strip clubs. Oh man, what a classic thing to do! Classic Isn't that Atlanta? It's so, oh, I mean, they do so have the best Atlanta. strip clubs kind of in the country. You got Club Cheetah. Mm -hmm. Yes, but you also have um, Magic City, which is mm -hmm. where where up and coming Atlanta rappers would literally, like when you were a 
strip club DJ that actually meant something that means something there. If you're like an up and coming rapper in Atlanta, you go to Magic City and you oh, give hey like a grand to give the fucking strip club DJ your single. And if he plays it like it's because all of these fucking Atlanta producers are there. And if they can hear your like it's like a place of commerce wow. uh, for the music yeah. industry. But I will say, have you guys ever been to Claremont Lounge? Yes. Many times. Claremont Lounge is amazing. I, Shout out to Blondie. I had, oh yeah. Uh, the last time I was there, it was like a brand, it was like a Tuesday night. So it was kind of slow, but they had karaoke. And so these strippers had to dance to people singing karaoke, which is so bad. Cause you definitely heard there was some black that guy that was like, Sweet Caroline, bah, bah, bah. and then yeah. somebody's like trying to make their ass shake. I'm like, this is just like such an incredible. But you know, the funny thing about this is why, and I'm sorry because I know that you guys are both men. You guys are both of the XY chromosome. Kinda. I. <laughs> uh, Debatable, really. Men are like the only like. Strip clubs are just such a scheming place that it puts yeah. so many guys, they literally fall for it. I have male friends that I respect oh, yeah. that have lost hundreds of dollars yeah. at strip yeah. club. I mean, often my, this is fucked up. My uh, current boyfriend um, yes. got pink eye because he no. put his face in a stripper's ass and like did Where this. Where else you going to put it? Oh. <laughs> That's fine. And he told me that he is, he's like, oh, anytime I've gone to a strip club, I've been like, pink guy. (laughs) (laughs) Good name. He's like, I'll just lose money. And it was like, I'll walk out and be like, oh, I don't have any money. And I'm like, it makes me be like, this guy is so, it makes me think that he's a dumb piece of shit. And I'm like, I'm like, you are such a, and so I'm like, this, this restaurant manager losing, like spending $300,000. Enough to, I think in Atlanta or probably in, in uh, you know, Atlanta adjacent to like buy a fucking house. Big time. He, Absolutely. In Georgia? For yes. sure. Instead, he probably paid for like 50 college educations. That's amazing. That's very positive yeah. spin on it. I agree. It's actually interesting because I kind of to your point is like. Well, I, I'll just tell you some of the, the numbers here. But, yeah, it was a manager at a Roswell restaurant. This was on WSB-TV from that swinging WSTV news staff. Uh, he's been sentenced to prison for robbing his employer of 300 k wow. using a company debit card to visit adult entertainment clubs. Wow. According to U.S. Attorney Ryan blah, 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 Scott Spielberg, not Steven Spielberg. His brother, 50, Scott. <laughs> yes. His, uh, 56 of Canton. We saw Scott. Managed. We saw Scott in the Fableman. We know who he is. We know which mm-hmm. one it is. So, in October 2020, he started using the company issued debit card to visit two adults. So he's 56 year old dude. He's going to two different strip clubs, uh, two adult entertainment clubs. Excuse me. And he reportedly visited them 50 times in an 11 month period. So okay. I did the math. Yes. That comes out to around six thousand dollars a visit. Wow! Wow! Six thousand. You know, uh, I mean, why didn't he just what? get a sex worker? Like this guy's like not even or a dog costume. Okay, <laughs> you get 
You know how many dog costumes? That's 25 dog costumes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> you can have a whole litter of dogs. You can have okay? an army of fucking crazy dogs. <laughs> not weird at all. <laughs> you jackass, you could have had 20 collie costumes to scare the shit out of your friends and neighbors. Also, he's he knew he was going to get caught. He had, this guy, yes, debit, that's the debit card. Like that's you can't debit even card. It's also like it's not even like, yeah, it's not a credit card. So the, you know how like the only I, I didn't know this until recent recently um, with credit card fraud. That's like you can get your money back with credit card fraud because it's on the credit card company. Mm-hmm. But when, if your debit card gets compromised, it's kind of on you, even if your bank is member FDIC. Yeah, he had to pay it back. Even if it's FDIC, guys. So even if it's, you can't get the license plate FDIC, uh, unfortunately. But yes, he had to pay back uh, $300,533.78 for restitution. How did he do that? How did he fucking pay that Yeah, he's in jail right now. He's in jail for two years. He's in prison for two years with six months to be served. Six months to be served. And then he has three years of supervised release and he has to pay that rest. Do you think that he went to the judge when he was getting sentenced and he says, to quote Fred Durst, I did it all for the nookie. I hope you did. <laughs> goodbye. Hope- yeah, goodbye. Thank you, goodbye. Your And they're like, Thank you're you, going your to jail. You take him to jail right now. <laughs> Nina, thank you so much for being on Bananas. My pleasure. I really hope to be. um, Can I? Can I be a bananimal? You're a bananimal, and can they find you anywhere? Can you? Would you like to plug any social media, any shows, anything like that? I would. Um, I have a podcast myself called Girls on Guys, produced by uh, All Things Gamity and Friday Beers. So please give us. A follow. You, you can listen to episodes on YouTube and uh, fucking it's very Apple, Spotify. Thank you. Um, we have fun with it. Um, but yeah, please support that. That's called Girls on Guys. And then you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Pizza Party sixty nine. Pizza Party sixty nine. Party sixty nine. <laughs> it is truly. I think that's my most valuable asset. That I have. Is your Instagram handle? (laughs) Yeah. We will follow you on bananas right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for having me. You guys are so funny. And this is uh, such a great, fun show. So I appreciate it. The joy is ours. Come back anytime. Anytime. All right. Thanks, guys. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.